0: All right, guys. What's up? What's up? What's up? Happy Halloween! All right, I wanted to record an episode, a second episode about a Halloween story that I have that's real. Again, I don't think this one has a trigger warning on it. It's probably just as mysterious and scary as the previous story. I'd rate it mild. Um, I've told this story before, I think multiple times, but um, it's a good Halloween story because it's directly related to Halloween. And I think it's the most suitable story for this podcast specifically. So here we go. I must have been at least 18. I don't know exactly how old I was, but I must have been at least 18. Because I think I had a car by this point. Um but I was still attending this uh, youth group that now, you know, quite a few of us were in our early college phases or uh, beginning college years, and we were at the local community college. And, um, you know, so we would go to this youth pastor's house pretty often, and it was every Friday night and you know we'd been going to this guy's house all throughout high school pretty much Um, and we enjoyed being together we had a lot of fun sometimes there was pizza chips popcorn whatever kind of snacks sodas um, you know and we'd usually have a Friday night type of a vespers where it was a discussion now a couple years before or a year before that I I think I'd been to Knott's Scary Farm so anyone who knows Knott's Berry Farm you probably know that um every time near Halloween they do this event called Knott's Scary Farm where they turn the park into some horror looking theme and it's creepy and there's like scary people jumping out at you and everything now i've been before um with some friends from uh sports league from soccer uh it was a group of latino friends that you know we all got tickets we went together we mostly played soccer together um, and we didn't really go to a whole lot of events together, but this was probably one of the few events that we went to that was bigger. That was, I don't know how we got there, but this was like a year or two before this. Uh, and I feel like I went another time before this too, but I don't remember the details. So I'd been at least once, if not twice, before. And at this time in my life, you know, I was in college as were my other friends and you know we were looking to um you know go and um go to not scary farm so you know the youth pastor's daughter got tickets to not scary farm and then you know because she got tickets a handful of us also got tickets And this was the Friday night before Halloween. I don't remember when Halloween was going to be. I think Halloween was on a Saturday this year, uh, the year that this was happening. Um, I'm pretty sure because we were going to go to church the next day, which was Saturday. Then after church, we were going to go to Not Scary Farm. So Halloween, I'm pretty sure, was on a Saturday. Um now at you know at this youth group meeting we're there and you know this is friday night the night before the event and so we're kind of talking about oh like we're gonna go to not scary farm it's gonna be fun and like i don't know if we were figuring out the carpool or like what was gonna happen like those of you who know la la and orange county you know it's very common for people to carpool when you're all going like we all lived in the same relatively in the same 15 minute radius driving distance from this youth pastor's house so it wouldn't have been hard for us to all just like meet up and carpool and we were used to carpooling when we snowboard or when we'd go um to concerts or whatever we would always kind of carpool um and i don't know if at this point we'd had it set up or not i can't remember all i remember is the youth pastor's daughter who is the same age as me she was like I'm not gonna be able to go you know I'm not allowed to go because my dad's not letting me the youth pastor wasn't letting her and you know those of us who were who had bought tickets these were like 35 45 dollar tickets kind of expensive for when you're like 18 or so we were like dang she can't go that sucks that she can't go Um, I don't remember if her brother was giving us a ride. I don't remember um, what was going on. Because I I think at this point, the rest of us all had cars. Um, I feel like when I was 18, I only knew like two people who didn't really have cars. And we all lived close together. So whenever we wanted to drive and hang out, we would pick each other up and stuff. And so it wasn't that hard to really like get around so i remember um you know it was either her or her brother that was going to give us a ride or one or me who was going to give us a ride or my other friend who used to drive the mom's car or one of my other friends who had a who had a car um or this other guy it was a different denomination but he had a car usually it was one of us that was gonna drive and so it wouldn't have been an issue it probably would have been like one or two cars of, of us going total so whoever was gonna drive which I don't remember at this point because it's been like freaking 20 years or something by at this point um I don't really remember but what I do remember is you know when one of your friends can't go you're kind of disappointed but I wasn't like I don't know how to describe it because I don't want to say I wasn't close to her. She was a great ahead of me. I saw her every Friday. We didn't have any beef. Um, we went to school together, and we had a lot of classes together. Um, but we got along like we never like had any bad words between us or anything, and most of my guy friends kind of liked her. She was kind of flirty and stuff. And so I used to be around her a lot because I was hanging out with my guy friends and she was often around my guy friends because she was crushing on like all of them at one point or another. She had a crush on somebody. So she was almost always around Um, at a certain point in time. And so, you know, her dad you know, says she can't go. She's kind of making a fuss about it. I guess he had told her before we got there. And I'm just thinking like, well, good thing we started to try to plan tonight because like, you know, our plans might be a little changed. So the youth group starts and I don't even remember the topic, but maybe we were talking about Halloween. It's very likely we were talking about Halloween. And by the end of this, you know, discussion, the youth pastor urges us saying, you know, I really, you know, can't tell you guys what to do. I'm not going to tell your parents not to let you go. Um, but I'm really concerned about this event. You know, and I really don't think it's a good idea. And even if others in the church or others, you know, in your family won't tell you that it's not a good idea, I'm going to, you know, put my reputation out there and just tell you guys you're young, you're impressionable, I don't know it's exact words, but like you're young, you're impressionable, and you might not understand the full weight of what you're deciding to opt into when you're, you know, trying to plan to do things on Halloween. Now, maybe a disclaimer on my end, you know, I know Halloween can be a very conflicting topic for Christian denominations, and so, you know, I'm not here to tell people you need to celebrate Halloween. I'm not here to tell people to, like, completely ignore it and, you know, don't do a thing about it. Um, Ignore it, close your windows, shut off your lights, you know, lock your doors and stay inside and don't, don't watch horror movies, don't indulge in any of the, anything, you know, don't do anything with it. Just don't, you know. So... that's kind of what happens um you know at the youth youth gathering he tells us this in his house we're just sitting in his house on the couches on the floor having this casual conversation and you know it wasn't an argument and we were kind of like I was kind of like I had, me and him had this bickering kind of like he would always play the devil's advocate about certain topics and you know I would try to like defend the position like we had this kind of like a relationship where we can have friendly debate so he would always say stuff like oh well the god of the bible must be evil because he flooded you know the world and killed everybody but noah and his family and some animals right and like so it's like that's the topic of debate it's like you're either on his side or you're like against that position and so you kind of use like biblical backing to be like oh yes i think I agree God is evil and vindictive or no God is merciful and loving and you know so why would he kill all these people and all this kind of so he we would usually have these kind of discussions like this and I, it didn't bother me some people got bothered by it but I, I understood his heart behind it and he wanted us to think and so that's why he did that and some people didn't like it they wanted to have discussions but not be challenged at all I loved it I always enjoyed it I got a kick out I was like I was always one of the main people like talking because I had so much to say about almost every topic. I loved it so much and he could kind of tell that I was like into the topics and so you know I'm you know I'm listening to what he's saying about Halloween because you know I'd gone the previous year and this was also with church people like it was a sports league but it was a sports league run by the church pretty much was sponsoring it and we knew kids from other churches that went, other Adventist churches that went. So I went, you know, and met a bunch of people that were into soccer. And a lot of us were still, like, part of the Adventist church. And so, you know, I was like, well, they are from an even stricter church. Like, they don't even have drums, and they only sing hymns. And, like, they, we were allowed to go, and nobody's parents said anything. And we were younger then. So I was a little bit confused and our church usually hosted this harvest festival kind of event. Um, I don't know if it was usually on Halloween or like the Thursday before Halloween or like two days before, back to back or what, but let's say it was usually on Halloween to keep kids from being tempted from trick-or-treating or going out to horror movies and things like that they're like you can wear a costume but it can't be ghosts or demons or anything violent it can be like princesses or you know like elves or you know some kind of character like smurfs or something <laughs> like it could be something kind of like a fun light-hearted kind of character you couldn't show up as like hellraiser or like anything like that like michael myers nothing like that freddy krueger um, a ghost a mummy like you weren't supposed to be those types of themes it was supposed to be something like devils things like that it had to be something like uplifting and so you could still wear a costume they usually had candy i think when they did it at the school they would have different classrooms kind of open so you could go door to door and like trick or treat at the certain classroom doors I think Um, and they used to have like this maze that was made out of all these boxes that you had to crawl through and it was like dark in there and stuff and like you'd have to find your way out Um, and they'd have little booths where you could like bob for apples or throw darts at a thing or like you know you know those little games where you have like a fish bowl where they like have the fish in the water and there's like those little magnet magnetic poles that you use to pull the fish out they have the little magnet in their mouth and like old school games like that probably some board games probably some a room where there's like some kind of movie being played or something um There were, like, bales of hay, pumpkin carving, little stands where you could get, like, funnel cakes or pizza or chips or candy, snacks, where you, like, pay for it and stuff. I think there was a raffle every, maybe every hour for prizes or something. I really don't know. Um, There was a lot going on. Um, Face painting stations and, like, um, I think... One of the bigger events was the dunking tank. I think they had a dunking tank where you'd have to throw the ball and then like if it hit the target then it dunks somebody. I feel like they had that there because I can't remember any other event. I think I think they had a moon bounce, they had a zip line. I think they had one of those moon bounces where you stick to the wall or something, like the Velcro or whatever uh they must have had stuff out in the back too i really just can't remember like i haven't been to one of these in a really long time but basically the church made like this whole party at the school at the local like adventist school where you know they could host this full night halloween event and the community could come in i think i think it was free to come in maybe like a dollar or like donation or something I really don't remember and there was parking people would um I think one year when I was older I would like park cars or something or like help people find where they could park like we had lights and we were like directing traffic to like park um like there were all kinds of games and stuff um and I went you know I went for a few years I liked it because everyone I knew you know, from church, being involved and stuff, people were going, and so I used to go and enjoy myself, um, it was kind of childish, like, once we got older, but we would always volunteer, like, once we kind of aged out of stuff, we would always just volunteer to, like, help, and so that event was going to be going on anyways, um, and, you know, so we're wrapping up this youth event we always wrap up with prayer so it's not uncommon that they take requests and that like there's anything that we need to pray about like it's sabbath like we just had this discussion and there's a little maybe people were a little disappointed I don't know. Like, I don't think it was heavy. I think everyone was just happy to, like, see their friends. It was Friday night. Everybody was having a good time for the most part. Next day's Halloween. There's a little bit of energy in the air. We got church in the morning. Like, usually it was, like, it was fun. It was social. Like, there wasn't, like, a lot of drama behind it. um But we were kind of, like, kind of bummed a little bit. Like, uh, one of us isn't going to be able to make it, but we're kind of like, whatever. It's expected. She's, like, uh, youth pastor's daughter, like they're kind of strict, and so we're just kind of like whatever. Um, so the youth pastor's gonna pray, and um, I don't remember exactly if he mentioned this. I think I mentioned it, but he was just—it was kind of he was going to pray right after he mentioned he didn't really want us to go to this event, this uh, not scary farm event. And, you know, me being the age that I was, you know, maybe I was 18. I don't know. Maybe I was younger. You know, I, you know, look over at him and I'm like, well, if we're going to pray, like, why don't we pray to God and see like if God wants us to go to Not scary farm or not, you know, and I, you know, <sighs> Oh, people say that kind of stuff you know it's like let's pray about it let's pray about it so he prays about it he, he puts it into the prayer that's not the only part of the prayer but he says some other things and prays about that our eyes will be opened you know about this holiday and you know that will like gain some wisdom and be shown you know what to do or whatever Um, now mind you, the next day's church, so we're all gonna see each other again anyways. That night, Friday night, we all go to our own separate homes. We usually don't stay up too late, because we gotta be at church by like 9 in the morning, so it's like, okay, gotta go to bed, kinda on time. So we get home, go to sleep. I'm woken up to an earthquake. Now I get up, you know, I'm like, that was scary the first thing that that runs through my head is oh shoot that was god you know that was the power of god trying to wake me up to not let me go to halloween haunt or maybe it was called halloween haunt maybe it wasn't not scary farmer those are the same things but it, either way we bought tickets for it and you know i was like this is god telling me not to go the first thing that comes to my mind I I get up out of bed you know turn on the light cuz I'm like scared so I'm like I'd rather sleep with the lights on Uh, I come out of my room I think my brother is like in the hallway too I don't remember my my sister or my parents waking up but I remember being kind of scared by the earthquake and I think I slept on the couch Now, I don't know, like, you know, you know how it is when you're, like, a little younger, like, I scare easily, so it's like, I can't even hardly watch horror movies anyways, so, you know, usually if I watch horror movies, I'm, like, paranoid for the night, and I'll have to, like, sleep with the lights on, and I'm all, like, paranoid, like, what's that noise, like, what's that sound, like, don't want to look in the closet, like, if I go to the bathroom, I'm, I'm, like, super hyper vigilant you know, when I'm leaving my room, I'm like, did I see a shadow? Like, oh, there's something gonna be in here when I turn on the lights and, like, open my door slowly and, like, look around and make sure when I'm going back in my room, like, there's nothing, like, lurking around in the house, you know, like, I, I freak out usually. That's why I don't watch horror movies. Um, I'm, usually I'll lose a night of sleep, and usually by the second night, I feel fine, so I already know that it's not for me. Um, and so for some reason when there was that earthquake, I was a little shook up by it. No pun intended, but I was a little shook up and, you know, I remember sleeping on the couch because there was just a few hours before we had to wake up and go to church anyways. Um, I slept on the couch, woke up, you know, start getting ready for church. And our youth pastor is also our Sabbath school teacher. Now we have Sabbath school at nine o'clock until 11 before church starts. And so Sabbath school, you know, we get there, we're on time. We get to the church, and he's there, and he's ready to teach. And he's like, "Did you de- did you decide like like um what you're gonna do?" And I was like, "Yep." <laughs> he's like, "Did you get your answer?" <laughs> I think that's what how he worded it. He's like, "Did you get your answer?" I'm like, "Yep." And I was like, yeah, like, I think he talked about the earthquake first, mainly like, did you feel the earthquake last night? And I was like, I was kind of like, I didn't even know. I was like at a loss for words. I was just like, I should not be playing with this stuff. Like, (laughs) you know, Um, but I've told this story before, and that's my Halloween story. Um, We bought tickets for a major Halloween event in our city in Southern California. We prayed about it because the youth pastor thought it was a bad idea for us to go, even though we'd already purchased the tickets beforehand and we're ready to go. the Friday night before the Saturday Halloween event, we have this youth group event, which we always have on Friday nights, um, and he urges us not to go. I try to be a little bit of a smart aleck, and I tell him, you know, well, if God doesn't want us to go, let's pray about it. He pops it into the prayer, you know, you know, for us to kind of get some kind of an answer on this. And over the night, there's an earthquake. Um, And the next day we go to church on Halloween day. And I decide I'm not going to this event. Now, you know, my dad hears about this and he's really encouraging and he's like I think it's a really because it was me and my brother I forgot about that me and my brother both had tickets as well as quite a few of our other friends so me and my brother decided not to go um I, I don't know if I've ever talked about this too much with most of my other friends um I might bring it up with them Because it was kind of an interesting experience. I know I wasn't just going with me and my brother. I'm pretty sure there were some other friends going. Um, And, yeah, there was an earthquake, you know, that night that we'd ask for a sign. There was an earthquake. And to me, that was my answer, that I don't need to be messing with Halloween um now I don't know I could try to justify this in like a million different ways you know I live in LA there's earthquakes all the freaking time I think I've experienced since I've been back since June of 2022 I want to say there's like three to four earthquakes that I remember happening all at like around three between 3am and like 5am and it just happened to be that I was awake at those hours and experience those weird earthquakes Um, and you know so it is kind of it's it's not something that like never happens like i've experienced at least four of them this uh over the last year and a half and so we do get earthquake quite a bit i just think that a lot of times when they're happening we're out and about or we're driving around or we're busy or we're sleeping and so like usually if you're like if it's not a big earthquake and you're walking around or moving around you're not really going to notice it much. Like one Easter there was a there was an earthquake. Um and we have this little like chandelier with these little glass pieces that each hang by one little like peg so they kind of swing when you move them. And it would swing. Uh it, it was swinging. I remember standing at, standing, looking at the, at it, and it was swinging, Now it's kind of interesting, this isn't even on topic, but it's kind of interesting that that earthquake happened on the same Easter, that was the same, the first Easter where we ever had a, an actual ham, like, like, if you know Adventists, Adventists aren't known for eating pork, Adventists aren't really too big into sunday services that have to do with easter like they might do like a friday sunrise service or like something on saturday something on friday but usually on sunday everybody stays home they don't even go to church on sunday even for easter if they do anything they might have like an easter egg hunt or like a picnic or something but they don't go to church they don't have a service they don't hold church services so we're always home on easter on Easter day and you know if you know Adventism you know they're very strongly against pork eating meat in general but pork in particular um they talk about all the time that you're not supposed to eat pork because of the commandment that talks about just different types of foods they've embraced that commandment and um you're not allowed traditionally to really eat it And that Easter, when there was that earthquake, we were having ham. That was the first time I remember in our household ever eating ham. Um, And I don't know. I can't really say that there was an earthquake because of the ham, but that's the first thing that came to my mind. Um... And this must have happened after the Not Scary Farm thing. Um, I think I was quite a bit older at this point. But in my head, I was like, oh, it's because we're serving pork on Easter. You know, but so many people eat pork on Easter. Like, it's very common that people eat ham on Easter. Um, But it's, it's, you know when you're raised in a certain religion you kind of start thinking certain ways about things um but it's kind of strange like I have this kind of connection to certain parts of nature like earthquakes the ocean different stuff like that but I'm not saying that I like cause earthquakes or whatever or that God speaks to me through earthquakes like I I can't definitively say that but I can say that more than once I've been awake um, right before an earthquake happens and kind of not like right before, like immediately before, but awake and just kind of had the idea in my mind. Oh, I'm just going to stay up. Maybe I should just stay up, um, you know, because sometimes I, that's really when I want to study certain stuff is like early in the morning even though I'd rather be sleeping too it's like no one like there's no one to text nobody's texting me at 3 a.m no one's awake in the house hardly ever um there's nobody out you know usually there's nothing to distract me um so usually it's a peaceful time where I can just study or whatever um but yeah there are some times when I do wake up and, you know, I just kind of have this mindset of, like, oh, I'm going to stay up a little bit, and then here comes a little earthquake, but that's happened a few times, but also Southern California has quite a few earthquakes. I've experienced multiple earthquakes in my life, so it's, and they're usually small ones. I haven't experienced, like, a whole lot of huge ones. Um, They're usually pretty small, but they're all scary because you never know when they're gonna get stronger like sometimes they get light and then they get a little like they pick up a little heavier and then you're like okay hopefully it just like dies down you know but you never know it might just keep getting stronger and stronger so um that's my halloween earthquake story i've also told that other easter earthquake story before too Um, but I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think? I mean, it doesn't matter what you think. Um, it doesn't matter what I think. I'm not, I'm probably not going to fully share what I think about that right now, but, um, I have my opinions on it. Um, I can say that almost every time that I've been encouraged, or almost every time that I have said that I wanted to test, you know, I haven't done it often, but almost every time that I've put out a test, you know, to test, to test some kind of reality of, of God, I've gotten some kind of creepy answer. So the Halloween one was one answer. I had this other other experience that I'll explain real quick. Um, I don't know if I've explained it on here. I probably have, but it wasn't that long ago. It was at least 2020 or... can't remember which laptop I feel like it was my work laptop so I think it was 2020 it was at least 2020 I, I don't remember honestly but it was I'm pretty sure it was 2020 or after because that's when I started um, working remotely and I had a work laptop so I could work from home and I don't know what I had been doing that night or that day um I want to say I was studying something I might have been studying something biblical or studying something like anti-biblical because sometimes I do study stuff that's like against what you know bible teaching traditions teach like I'll read I'll I'll listen to certain people like there's this one rabbi that I am blinking on his name but he's really popular um he's got kind of got like a square shaped head really full lips um his hair is kind of like curly and like gray with some black in it and he knows the new testament really 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 good And he's Jewish and talks about, you know, all the, um, all of what Jewish rabbis see as misconceptions, um, about the life of Jesus and things like that. So sometimes I study stuff like that and I can't remember if I was studying something like, like that, it wouldn't have been his content because I'm new to his content, relatively new to it it would have been someone else, some other content or a book or a website, or maybe I was actually studying something, you know, biblical. I really don't recall. But either way, I was studying something or doing something where, you know, in my mind, I was thinking um, something along the lines of, I think I was meditating I think I was meditating or praying by this point I think I was meditating or praying but I had been studying something and I remember feeling like I wanted to like pray or meditate and I had I think I don't remember exactly what I said but I was like you know trying to ask God for a sign just kind of like are you real I need like a sign or maybe I was doubting and maybe I was like I don't think God's real like I never get any kind of sign like and right as that kind of thought kind of passed by um I hear the windows tune on my work laptop like you know that tune of like that or whatever it does when it turns on uh, by itself by itself unprovoked like I-, I had not touched this laptop in hours probably within the day i hadn't even touched it and it was all the way on the desk across the room and that sound of windows restarting itself had just occurred as I was you know having this prayer about wanting a sign now these types of stories I don't really tell them to be like oh like I get like signs or like whatever I'm not like boasting about it I think it's creepy like I you know I to me it scares me it scares me I don't like it I hardly ever talk about it, um, I don't even know if I should talk about it, it's kind of one of those things that's like, do you even talk about this kind of stuff, like, I don't even know if you're supposed to talk about it, like, um, you know, I, I did a sermon once way back, um, I did a sermon once way back recently, not recently, I did a sermon once way back, um, about that halloween story and it was maybe like the year after it happened that was the sermon i told and i think i was preaching about gideon um um i don't even remember the story of gideon Gideon was that the one where they put like the cloth at night or something to see if it would be wet around it or whatever um asking for a sign and asked like a few times and got the sign exactly on point like a few nights in a row or something and still was kind of doubtful um i can very much relate to that story (laughs) but i don't know like i don't want to i don't want to like put ideas into people's heads you know you guys know how i am i'm on here i say whatever i say and you guys can make of it what you want to make i'm not going to tell you what to think you know i'm you know there are multiple angles that this that these types of stories can take either it's all coincidence which is easy to think it's easy to it's easy to write something off and be like it's all coincidence but to me it's kind of like a weird thing when it's like coinciding exactly with within less than 24 hours you're getting a sign when you ask for a sign um and I mean I I don't really know what to say about the the stuff with like the pork and all that kind of stuff like I don't know I've eaten ham before like we've had ham in the house more than that one time but we don't usually have a lot of pork around that often but um I think I remember one Christmas I think this past Christmas we had pork I think we had ham another time and then that Easter, so I want to say we've had three holidays, maybe, where we had ham, or pork, or something like that, um, on purpose, but we still eat, sometimes we'll get those, like, McDonald's breakfast meals with the, like, bacon and the sausage, it's, it's pork, um, we're not, like, completely, like, like, my dad never touches the stuff, we don't eat it a lot, I would say the most I eat it is through McDonald's, and other than that, that's probably, like, the only thing I like is the McDonald's sausage McMuffins. That's probably the only pork other than chashu pork and ramen. Um, I hardly... I just have such an aversion towards it just because of how it was raised, Um, just how it's salty all the time, and it's... um, i don't know to me it's not an attractive meat like ever since i learned that they don't that pigs don't have sweat glands then whenever i eat pork because it's usually super salty i feel some kind of way about it because i think oh like it's salty because of their sweat or something (laughs) and so it just grosses me out and i can't really eat it but i mean i'll eat it i'm not like that messed up about it but um I don't know I don't know I don't know you know it's easy to say that something's a coincidence it's easy to say that something is a sign it's easy to say that you know I mean these things do happen earthquakes happen unprovoked they happen Earth, you know every so often if you have a windows laptop that's kind of glitchy every so often that thing is going to restart itself and reset and start trying to update without your permission you know kind of like your iPhone if you keep it plugged in and on wi-fi overnight it's gonna update like eventually some of these devices just update so it's like but that computer wasn't updating so regularly like that that it was like oh it does this like every few days I mean it just happened right at the same time when I was like in that thought process so I don't know these are probably the scariest stories that i have i have some other ones but i you know to me this kind of stuff is scary (laughs) like messing with with you know deities and you know spiritual beings and stuff to me that is more scary than you know anything else like that you that you kind of have some kind of connection for it to potentially connect to you or respond in any way it's like that scares the crap out of me um but in a way it's a little comforting but at the same time I you know I I don't want to just say every single thing in life is a coincidence I do not believe that fully um, there's some things that I'm just like, to me, I know what that was. Um, like, I think that, you know, um, I'll put it this way. I didn't create myself, right? And I see... You know I'd say, after working in the field of psychology, I have seen too many human patterns of things to say that I think that there isn't any type of design with things like I'll give you an example um the clinic I worked at for a long time what had about six hundred clients. Now, of the majority of those clients, you know, most of them had some form of PTSD. Um, They weren't always diagnosed with it, but a lot of them, when you start talking to them, you're like, yeah, they've got trauma. They've got a traumatic history. They kind of still have reactions to it and stuff, but it's not like all the time for everybody. Almost all of them, not almost all of them, but a lot of them had symptoms of psychosis. Um, a lot of them self-medicated with meth, and for some of them, there was psychosis after that point. For others, some of the psychosis appeared to be more like a trauma response. Almost every single one of the clients I had was currently in poverty and was also raised in poverty. The more we learned about their histories, I started learning themes, just noticing themes. None of these people's parents had money, or at least the majority of them weren't raised with money, you know, like couldn't afford to go to private school parents maybe didn't speak English couldn't afford medical care some of their parents couldn't afford to even feed them or weren't like well enough off in their minds to like take care of their own kids a lot of them experienced uh, abuse in their youth a lot of them had problems in school that I can't say it was intellectual only it could have been stemming from the lifestyle that they were exposed to um, and a lot of them had issues in school. Now, I gathered this information just from talking to them for so long. I kind of started realizing, okay, this is the extent that poverty can get to. Poverty can relate to things like trauma, psychosis, depression, anxiety, um, fibromyalgia, a lot of these clients, I've worked with older populations, and a lot of these older populations had a lot of severe, you know, COPD, um, diabetic issues, a whole lot of other like health concerns later on in life. And most of this, if you trace almost for everybody, you trace it back. It almost always, at least with these people, specifically these people. Um, there was always that pattern. There was that, that history of, you know, being raised, being raised in poverty and having trauma from that, from not having, you know, the best of school experiences. Therefore, once they got older, their work experiences weren't really going that well. Most of them didn't go to a lot of college. Um, and a lot of them need a disability or were on disability. So that's kind of how I'd how I'd explain it, you know. Um I know it's not the same exact thing that I'm talking about here, but I mean there are so many patterns to things that I think when you do something long enough you kind of realize certain patterns and I definitely noticed them. Um, with the client care that I was providing in the past Um, but I don't know when it comes to all these other things you know sometimes people want to say you know that's not a pattern that's not a you know that's nothing it's just a coincidence it would almost be like me saying in the field of psychology oh it's just a coincidence that the majority of my clients had this pattern like, is that a coincidence <laughs> like I don't know there's got to be something to it right um now I'm not even telling you like every story that I have I've only talked about a few of them and I've talked about them multiple times on this podcast but I haven't talked about every story I've only talked about a handful of them uh the ones that I'm kind of more comfortable sharing um but I don't know you know um it's easier to say that something's just a coincidence um it's something that I'm not willing to really replicate and play around with this stuff enough to replicate it and find out you know how many answers can I get you know like Gideon or whoever it was I'm not trying to like test anything to the point where it's like you know it's already scary enough as it is so I don't know but you guys can make up your own minds for what you think, for what you think things are, for what you think it is. Um, you know. Yeah, I I would say I know. I think I know what it is. At least for myself, that's what it is. I don't care if anybody believes me or if they even um, agree. That really has no bearing on how I believe about certain stuff you know if it's my own first-hand experiences it's kind of like all right it's just what it is but um yeah hopefully hopefully you guys find it thought provoking um I don't know like it's interesting stuff but um I don't have all the answers and I do think I do believe that if you look for answers you find them um in whichever direction you're kind of looking so uh <laughs> you can do with that what you will but um I don't know sometimes you just know something and just because I know something for me doesn't mean that, that other people have to know it for them you know like I said this to somebody before and I I do stand by it I think I think there's plenty of space for people to be far apart on things to not have the same beliefs to not have the same uh outlook on life to not have the same interests um to not you know none of us have the same experiences so we're not going to be the same person Um, but there's definitely value in our differences and in the ways we see the world and in the way we look at things. And, you know, I think, you know, it's good to challenge everything. You know, it's good for me to even challenge how I was raised. You know, it's good to deconstruct things. Deconstruct and then reconstruct, you know, on a regular basis. You know, and it's also okay to be firm in your beliefs. You know, you don't have to always you know like some things once you solidify it's solidified or at least for that point in time it's solid and you don't have to make more of it than just that but yeah um so that's what I have to say for my second Halloween story the story was actually the one about the Halloween earthquake it wasn't I wasn't really expecting to go into the other ones but I've told all these stories before, so none of it's brand new. But I hope you found it interesting. All right, guys.